0: For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm on the phone with uh, one of Stargate's mainstay directors, Mr. Andy Makita. Andy, thanks a lot for taking some uh, time to talk with us on New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, hey, my uh, my pleasure. It's uh, it's great to talk to you finally. Uh,
0: and, and my recollection: there are now 314 episodes, 312 of which have aired, and 51 of those you directed. So. Oh, my. Yes, so twenty-two of those were uh, of Atlantis. So at least a fifth of the show is yours. But in terms of the franchise, you have directed sixteen percent of the entire franchise. That's quite an accomplishment, sir.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, thank you. I'd never really thought about it in those terms, and uh, I never actually really tallied up the numbers before. So fifty-one. Wow. The, the elusive number fifty uh, has has been has been met and broken. Well, that's that's pretty exciting. That's uh, that's quite an achievement. I'm. If I might uh, say so, very proud of
0: myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a lot of television. I mean, a lot of a lot of shows are lucky to get uh, a second and third season, you know. And obviously, Stargate has been going strong for over twelve years now. You know how long. I mean, all the way back to to Foothold, I think Foothold was was your first your first episode. What what kind of got you roped in with these guys to become a a mainstay in in terms of uh, your involvement with the shows?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but I was, I've been sort of part of the, uh, the franchise right from, the, right from day one. I was the okay. first assistant director on Children of the Gods.
0: That's right. Uh,
1: oh. with, uh, with Mario party. And uh, so I've been part of, the, part of the, the group right since its inception. And uh, it was actually Jonathan Glasner... Uh, who was the person sort of directly responsible for having me come on board because I'd worked with him uh, in the past. Uh, i had worked as an assistant director on uh, a TV series called 21 Jump Street, which, of mm. course, uh, Mr. Peter Deloys was uh, a, big, a big part of. But uh, it was Jonathan who sort of made the, the initial contact with me. And then uh, from there, I worked as a first AD for the first season and then uh, worked as a production manager and second unit director uh, after that and then it just sort of evolved into i was doing so much second unit work that uh you know basically the the everybody kind of supported the notion of having me direct uh, an entire episode and felt that i was ready to do so and uh, so foothold was that first opportunity for me and uh and it worked out uh, really well i thought it was a pretty strong episode and it and it certainly led to uh, to other opportunities for me within the within the franchise, which was great, so that was what really got the ball rolling for me. Was uh, was uh, you know doing the second unit work as I was working as a production manager on the show. I was just spending so much time on set mm-hmm. that was kind of my comfort zone anyway. I, w- I was never really good at the uh, you know the, the numbers part of things mm-hmm. as much as I was with the you know the daily operations out on the set. That was more my uh, you know where I grew up.
0: Right, exactly. So when you jumped into that driver's seat for a foothold. Um what kind, of a, what kind of a support structure did you have at Stargate? I mean, I mean everyone wants oh. you to succeed.
1: Oh, absolutely everybody was on board. I mean, there was just, there was no way, there was absolutely no way I was going to fail in that uh, situation. I had the cast 100% behind me. Uh, Brad, uh, of course, was 100% behind me. John Smith, Michael Greenberg, everybody was, uh, was, was a huge support for me at that time. And the crew, of course, was behind me all the way and uh so it was it was just destined to to work out really really well and i have literally every one of those individuals to to thank for because it uh as i said just there was no way it was going to fail mm-hmm. and uh, they, they all every one of them made me made me really look good so i deeply <laughs> indebted to all of them for that because it was it was really a wonderful experience for me it yeah. really was. it was i couldn't think of a better way to uh, to jump into that situation
0: and then they give you a slot in season 4 the curse uh, which introduced my favorite uh, villain on the show Osiris
1: oh um, yeah she was fantastic yeah that was a great script Joan Paul wrote and uh, yeah there was there was uh, the curse and uh, 2010
0: 2010
1: which uh, is still to this day one of my uh, one of my all-time favorite episodes so I had I had two absolutely uh, incredible scripts to uh, uh, to be able to play with, and again, uh, yeah, as you say, Osiris, who was uh, just sensational. She was just such a fantastic character,
0: mm-hmm. and the actress who portrayed her.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Come on now, Eddie. I look pretty good, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> my voice, is, my voice is a little deeper than you might. Have heard, oh, yeah, gee. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a great. That was a great experience. Uh, both the Curse and uh, Twenty Ten were were were, uh, were just. You know, incredible scripts and wonderful experiences
0: for me. You know, as as a fan, I mean, I know you're a fan of the show itself. Not just, I mean, it's oh, yeah. not just a day job for you. But uh, 2010, I mean, um, uh, a lot of us have have uh, have seen uh, your final episode already, "Enemy at the Gate." But I think sure. it's really interesting that as we approach the year 2010, you know, we we saw we saw in that episode an ideal. Version of of the future until we realize that the Ashen are basically you know ex- exterminating us. But I think it's interesting that as the franchise gets older and as we move closer to what would have been that original episode, that we that we that that twenty ten the episode is becoming more and more idyllic all the time. General Hammond would have lived longer. Doctor Janet Frazier would have lived longer had that um, that timeline been allowed to maintain itself and we're really seeing how precious life can be in this timeline. And so it's kind of ironic even though even though we yeah. changed the future in 2010 we have we have friends who are near and dear to us who would still be with us had we gone with that yeah. timeline.
1: That's an interesting point. You know, I haven't hadn't even really considered it uh you know in those terms before but you're absolutely right and it uh, it is really quite something isn't it the uh, uh the parallels there the, the irony of mm-hmm. yeah. And I honestly, I, I haven't even seen that that uh, that episode in, gosh, since since it was finished. I don't think I've ever actually re- revisited uh, watching Twenty Ten in many many years. You know, it's G- probably been you know, close to ten years <laughs> since. Got to Sit it.
0: down and do it, Andy. That was a marvelous piece of
1: work. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I well, it was an extraordinary script uh, by Brad Wright. And, mm-hmm. uh, it uh, really I, was. I, He's he's mentioned a few times that it's been a been a favorite of his as well, and uh, it's so true with uh, uh, with Janet Fraser and mm-hmm. uh, General Hammond. Yeah. But,
0: what about uh, but, oh. what What about Don S. Davis? He's been he's been gone for a few months now, and um, yeah, he was definitely dear to many fans' hearts. What about you?
1: Yeah, he was very very dear to me. I mean, I I, uh, I can't say enough great things about Don Davis. He uh, was an extraordinary man. And uh, I, I had nothing but the fondest memories of Don. He, uh, you know, I've known him for many, many, many years. And he was always just such a, a, a sweet, kind-hearted, gentle, but strong man. Every day he would, uh, he would ask about, you know, my wife and my children, and, and was genuinely asking. You know, it wasn't just a formality. He, was, mm-hmm. he really wanted to know. And he had, he had nothing but time for everybody uh, he was larger than life in his, in his presence, and, uh, and he gave so much to the show. Um, yeah. You know, some of my fondest memories of Don were during the, uh, the production of, uh, of Heroes, parts one and two. Yes. Um, where, you know, even in, in blocking rehearsals, uh, Don would, uh, would break down in, uh, with emotion over the, the subject matter. I mean, it was so near and dear to him with his experience in the yes. military. Yes. Uh, it was it was a, a very very moving experience, and uh, you know, knowing how emotional Don was, and 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 how fragile really he was in that situation, we you know we kind of had to tread a little bit carefully with him, and uh, it really sort of allowed us all to see again a different side of Don.
0: Well, Robert wrote a fantastic script, and oh, yeah. to have Don's approval, you know, I mean, th- I don't think you can have any higher praise.
1: No, absolutely. No, Don was uh, was very vocal uh, about that script when it had come out, about just just how extraordinary it really, really was, and and uh, and how how close it, it hit him. You know how, how close to home it was for him, and that it, uh, uh, it really resonated. And uh, you know, for for those of us in Canada, you know, who you know didn't have to uh, experience the things that uh, uh, you know mil- American military service. People experienced it was we couldn't make that connection the same way that Don could obviously so
0: well. Anyway. I, I mean, if I may interject, I mean, even though, no, you're Cana- do, do. even though you're Canadian and I'm American, we are both still members of the free world, and sure we, we both have uh, service men and women uh, in both our nations who who do put their lives on the line. So I, I think you yeah. I think you've hit it on the head. You know, it's just um, to to do an episode like heroes. I mean, I think we all really knew that it was only a matter of time until Stargate really tackled something like that because whether or not they're 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 going into Iraq or whether they're going yeah. into Chulak, these are people yeah, who are right. putting their lives on the line for yeah. our country, for our planet, for our way of life. And it was just right. a, a matter of time before we b- before Stargate really hit it. And man, it it could have sucked, but it it did it in such an articulate fashion and in such a caring way that it it really um I mean, Heroes is, is one of my favorites to this day, and, and so many of the cast, it's it's still their favorite.
1: Yeah, I, I have to say, it was, uh, uh, you know, and I have to give, uh, you know, kudos, obviously, to uh, Mr. Saul Rubinek, who uh, did an absolutely extraordinary, extraordinary job. Uh, job as uh, Emmett Bregman. He was uh, just phenomenal, and he brought so much to the table. And uh, he, you know, and Rob spoke at length, you know, about. Uh, uh, about story and how you know how we could make such a wonderful script even better and uh uh you know he really did bring an awful lot to the table through his uh, wealth of experience as an actor and uh, and as a director too i mean he's a uh, Saul has yes. you know he's done it all and uh, he was the right guy for the job and uh, you know it was it was i think he was kind of the, one of the unsung heroes of that episode i mean he kind mm-hmm. of played the bad guy but uh, uh he saw the whole thing, you know. And it
0: was, yeah,
1: it was a wonderful experience working uh, with somebody with the, you know, uh, talent and experience and integrity of uh, of Saul. It was a, it was just incredible. And all of our cast, you know, I don't think any of them had really, uh, you know, pulled out all the stops the way they did on uh, on Heroes. And it was and it was interesting because it, I'm sure you know the whole story of how it started off as a single one hour episode. Yeah. And we, were, and we were shooting a lot of it second unit, you know. It was done over a, a, quite a long period of time. Several
0: months, it was, wasn't it? it
1: was, several months, yeah. It was almost like catch-as-catch-can. You know, if, uh, if Amanda was available, I'd try to grab her and, and uh, you know, shoot some scenes for, for Heroes while we were doing a different episode. Wow. And that was kind of the way the whole thing uh, was kind of structured. It was a, a second unit crew that was assembled. And then uh, we basically, once we got the first hour finished... You know, Rob and I realized very quickly that, uh, you know, it was going to be very difficult to get it cut down to time. We had well over 60 minutes worth of material. And uh, so it was at that point where we really realized we were, you know, we had something special in our hands. And that's when he went back and, and uh, continued to write more scenes and uh, and subsequently flesh it out into a, into a full two-parter.
0: I wouldn't have been able to tell. Being a big fan of the episode, I wouldn't have been able to tell that that was that was a one-hour show that you guys expanded into two. A lot of times, you can you can kind of tell that the scenes are slower and everything like that. But everything in that show is very, um, very key in my opinion yeah. and couldn't have been left yeah. out. And one of the things, you know, Amanda, uh, God love her, she she is not a big fan of her own work. And I remember her saying that when when Heroes came out. Even she was like, "Man, we, I, I that's that's a shot. That's a that's an episode that I can't balk at in terms of my." Performance. Yeah, she really hit it. Yeah, hard.
1: everybody everybody reacted the same way. I mean, I, I've, I've uh, in all my experience uh, on the franchise over all these years, I've never had so many of the actual cast members come up and just say, "Oh my God, I had no idea," and mm-hmm. uh, that was really really something special. And uh, you're quite right; they, they do often mention it as being one of their one of their favorite episodes of all time and mm-hmm. it's funny too the, the, even the, because of the fact I think it worked in our favor that we were doing it second unit kind of under the radar and it, it didn't really get you know receive sort of the, that much attention during the time that we were shooting it so a lot of times when we were doing you know like for instance some of the interview sequences that we were doing with the cast members uh, you know again we were just sort of grabbing them from, from whatever episode they were doing at the time if they had a few extra hours before their day was done we'd, mm-hmm. we'd get a hold of them so it's like the, it's almost as though they didn't really have the opportunity to think about it too much, and a lot of it became a little bit more spontaneous. And uh, uh, even Michael Shanks, I remember saying, my God, it, had I known it was kind of like this, I would have treated you know the way I handled things a little differently. And I said, well, mm-hmm. obviously, it was a good thing that you didn't, because it turned out so strong. Uh, each and every one of their performances, I thought, were, were, were extraordinary. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, none more than, uh, uh than Terrell, Terrell Oh,
0: I know. I that know.
1: Was a, it was a heartbreaking thing to do. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was,
0: it was, you killed Terrell, Andy. Yeah, I killed Terrell. <laughs> oh my God. I'll never
1: live it down. Uh, but it was, uh, it, it was, it was so moving, even at the time when we were, you know, when we were shooting the sequence out in the field and, uh, You know just with a little handheld camcorder and uh you know not really seeing it but hearing it uh, it was it was quite something it was a it was a a very moving moving uh, experience that day
0: well there's just um and and that's that's one of the things about like a a handheld or you know the 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 perspective of the camera doesn't always get everything you know and terrell told me you know michael held her hand yeah you know, we don't we don't yeah. we don't see that on film after after she's shot and after she's going he's he's embracing her and you know that's that's when I was like that's yeah. that's cool it's too bad we didn't get to catch that but you know you can only get so much
1: that's right that's right that's right it's true it's true and some of the some of the best things are sometimes left that mm-hmm. unseen, i suppose but the heroes is definitely one of my one of my proudest achievements I think I can uh, you know very easily make that statement.
0: Mm-hmm. I would completely agree. What are your thoughts on the cancellation of Atlantis? Now, some fans have been very vocal about losing the show and feel like it's being exchanged for a new car. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, I can understand and, and appreciate where they're coming from. I really can. I mean, we were we were all saddened by uh, by the cancellation. There was no question about it. We were really starting to feel like it was, uh, uh, you know, really finding its legs. Um, you know, I know a lot of the fan base, there was sort of a, a, a split amongst the fans. Some were really feeling that the last couple of seasons were the strongest, but others I'd read you know, were feeling mm-hmm. the other way, that it, that mm-hmm. it was uh, you know, going the other direction. So I suppose for, for that side of the camp, perhaps it's a good thing that it was uh, kind yeah. of left. For, but uh, uh, pers- from a personal perspective, I was really enjoying myself on, mm-hmm. uh, on Atlantis, and, uh, and I thought it had a lot of potential to continue. So I was, you know, personally saddened by its cancellation, but at the same time I understand the way the business works, and and you know we're really really proud of the five years that and 100 episodes that we you know, that we were able to achieve. Oh yeah.
0: So I'd yeah. rather
1: have the more positive spin on it that uh, you know that, that that it was an accomplishment that we're mm-hmm. all very proud of, and mm-hmm. yes, we're sad. To see, we're sad, but at the same time, uh, uh, hopefully everybody will stay on board for uh, for the next chapter of the, the Stargate franchise, which. Uh, is going to be incredibly exciting for everybody.
0: So you're going to be directing episodes for Universe, you'd imagine.
1: Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, to be able to do so. I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm a lifer with Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, as long as they're going to happy to keep having me, I will continue to show up to work. I, I, uh, there's no other place I'd rather be. It's such a wonderful group of people to mm-hmm. work with, and uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine you know, being anywhere else or wanting to be anywhere else, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Have
0: you heard of any slots, uh, open to you for Atlanta, uh, for universe yet? Or, well, yeah,
1: it- I mean, we're, we're, we're putting together the, the, uh, the, the schedule now that's okay. all, you know, getting, getting put into place. So, uh, we're hoping to have all the, you know, the familiar faces back and perhaps some new ones as well. Uh, that's still a work in progress and, uh, you know, the network will be involved to a certain extent with, uh, with approving the director's list and, uh, yeah, and Brad and Rob, of course, uh, will be uh, taking a, a stab at that. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully, in the very, very near future, we'll uh, we'll have the lineup in place and uh, be able to let that cat out of the bag. But it, I'm sure it's going to be most of the, the people that we're familiar with that we're seeing at the franchise. You know, yeah,
0: you don't need ready. to fix anything that's not broken, Andy.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, and I think we're all kind of on the same page in that respect. I mean, the you know we are hoping to, to uh, you know to give the the new show a little bit of a, a, a new flavor visually, um, not that we feel badly about anything we've done in the past, we're of course very proud of everything that we've done in the past. But
0: oh, of course, but you still need to shake it up.
1: We still need to shake it up a little bit, and uh, uh, I think this is a good opportunity to do just that, so I think in, in an effort to, uh, to help expand upon uh, our current fan base, and uh, uh, I, I think Mixing things up a little bit it will be will be a healthy thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So the big news for you that we've been alluding to, you've been tapped uh, to direct the first Atlantis movie. What can you tell us about that? Not like the story yeah. or anything, but um, but uh, you've been tapped, Andy. Tell us. Tell I, us about yeah. it.
1: <laughs> well, it was funny because it was uh, Paul Mulley who had originally mentioned to me that uh, uh, they were still uncertain as to whether or not there was going to be a season six of Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah at that time, even when it was still sort of up in the air, he knew that uh, that they were going to be writing a long form, and whether that long form was going to be in the, uh, you know, take the shape of episode one and episode two of season six, or if the show is to get canceled, then uh, as a uh, uh, direct-to-TV, uh, direct dvd film, much as the uh, continuum in arc of Truth, um, that... Uh, You know, he would uh, very much like me to be uh, the guy uh, to hold the reins for an Atlantis movie. So that was a very, very exciting, uh, uh, you know, opportunity that he's uh, presented to me. And I'm, you know, super, super excited to be able to do that. And I I can't wait to, uh, you know, to see or hear uh, any news about it. Because I haven't seen any kind of a script at this point. I think the guys are still just working. I think it's still at the outline stage.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's great.
1: yeah, so I, I don't even know much at, at all about the story. But
0: uh, do you know all what it's All I called? know is that
1: if uh, I don't, there's not even okay. a, a working title to my knowledge. I mean, wow. uh, Joe and Paul are, you know, like I say, actively working on it now. I know that the last I'd heard, it was at outline stage. Perhaps during the holidays here, the guys have actually been starting to uh, starting to write. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you, but. Uh, uh, all I can say is I just cannot wait to have a look at it because it's uh, it, it's so exciting for me because it, it allows me to keep my life with Atlantis alive. Exactly,
0: you know? exactly. And I do not envy Joe and Paul. I mean, they were let's face it, they were planning on a sixth season. I mean, they were they were in the yep. middle of shooting Identity when when oh, yeah. this the hammer came down.
1: It was actually in the middle of Infection. That was a uh, that that. Oh really? Came down yeah, it was on. It was right on the set. We were right in the middle of shooting oh. Infection. And uh, and Joe uh, came down to the set and uh, and broke the news to all of us, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was devastating. And so yeah, they had been you know obviously actively you know planning on a on a season six as we all were. I mean, there was a lot of speculation, obviously, but we were we really honestly thought it was going to uh, going to continue on. Mhm. hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but, yeah, I don't was... envy the guys at all.
0: Yeah, so let's. We've got all this story. We, we've killed Michael, and and Todd's either dead or not. So, and we've got this new alien race. So,
1: <laughs> what do we yeah. do? <laughs> Which yeah, one do we exactly. pick? exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think they, it would have been easy for the guys. Well, I won't say easy, but it would have been. It wouldn't have been hard for them to be able to uh, uh, create twenty more uh, uh, stories for uh, mm-hmm. for season six. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is uh, the ele- an elephant in the room for some of us who are fans of your work in particular, but I feel like I need to ask it anyway. You directed Enemy at the Gate, which was the final episode of Atlantis, and and generally those kinds of episodes went to Martin Wood, with notable exceptions like New Order and Heroes, Um, and Martin and Rob got to direct the first uh, SG-1 movies. But now you're finally getting to direct one. Now, was it at all frustrating as an artist that your colleagues always seem to be getting the cool stuff?
1: You know what? Not at all. It honestly, honestly wasn't. I mean, the uh, uh, I was always super excited to get the uh, get the episodes that I was lucky enough to get. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, Martin is a is a fantastic director. Robert's a fantastic director. Those guys, you know, deserve to uh, to do the episodes that they're doing. And uh, and there was never for a moment any uh, you know any jealousies or bitterness or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, we're we're a huge family. I mean, you know, we're we're all friends socially as well. So. There's never, there honestly, and uh, you know, 100% honesty. There's never been any sort of animosities or jealousies at all. That's and, great. Uh, Martin was just here the other night. We had a little Christmas get together, and oh, Martin cool. was here, and Peter was here, and their families, and uh, Damien and Kindler was over. There was a bunch of people over at the house. I mean, we're, we're still, you know, very much friends socially, not just uh, not just at work. So. Uh, no, I've always been real happy with uh, with the opportunities that I've had on the show, doing mid-season two-parters and uh, you know season openers and such. So I've I've I have absolutely nothing to complain about. I well,
0: I I appreciate your honesty, but still, as a fan of your work, may I say it's about time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank you, David. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> now, Martin and David usually had, like, cameos in their episodes, Martin specifically with his oversized wrench. What have been some of your favorite gags on the shows over the years?
1: Well, I've never done any of those myself. I, I've, I don't. I think the only time I've ever actually personally been in an episode was uh, uh, in 100 and 200. we the only yeah. ones, you know, where basically everybody was in those anyway. So... Uh, I don't even know if I have given that much thought to be honest with you in terms of any of those sort of special fun moments.
0: Was it just not something that that occurred to you, you know, I I, I don't I don't really don't want to worry about a cameo for every one of my episodes which is just not something that was a priority for you?
1: No, it wasn't a priority for me at all. No, it's just okay. something that was just that I've always been uh, you know the quieter guy in in back, sort of thing. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm content <laughs> you know, to stay back Graver, there. Martin Scorsese. He's larger than life. I mean, if he, you know, he and Peter could, uh, well, obviously Peter spent spent a huge part of his career in front of the camera. And quite frankly, if Martin uh, wasn't the director, he probably could spend a lot of time in front of the camera himself.
0: Yeah, he started but, off as an actor.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, the guy's a ham. Come on. <laughs> oh, how could he not be?
0: <laughs> right.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he's great. No, I love those guys, but it, uh, no, it's just never been anything for me. I'm, uh, I like to to stay on the other side, so it hasn't really been any, uh, anything that's uh, something that's been of, of interest to me. I just haven't even thought about it, to be honest.
0: Wormhole disengaged.